come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast, the world-renowned Saturday Night Freak Show podcast. We're heard as far away as Australia, New Zealand, England, the Russian Federation, and others. International. I would hope Canada. Freak Show. And probably Canada. I think we, oh, um, Steve is yeah, from Canada, yeah. right? Steve there you go. Yeah. Steve, thanks for listening in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. You know what we do here? I'll tell you. What do we do? We watch a movie every week that's chosen round robin. So yep. we have no idea right now what's coming up next week until somebody tells us what it is. That's right. And then we watch it. Then we sit down. And then we talk about it for your listening pleasure and education. That's right. Who are these internet radio superstars? Michaela. Holly. And I'm Colin. Again, we're down another person. Right? I know. It is almost like it's a part-time kind of group, but I've heard that. Hey, hey don't put that on okay. us. Colin. There is a one so, person that is a part-timer. I'm sorry. I wasn't here last week. I'm sorry. Um. So tonight we watched the movie that was chosen by Holly. Me. What did we watch tonight? We watched No Retreat, No Surrender. And yes, I had to look at the box because I had already forgotten. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I'm How just do you can't remember, remember the title. title. I keep forgetting it. Like even, no, to re- no Retreat, Even no though they reminded us several times in this Three movie. times I counted. <laughs> no Retreat, No Surrender. That's right. Because when you're fighting, I mean, you can't. Uh, what was the name of the fucking title song? Oh, I don't know. That I don't was know. You, you were the one that was It didn't it. feel like it had a chorus. It felt like it just kept leading up to a chorus that never hit. So, like, I, I couldn't absorb it. But it sounded like a Kenny. It sounded like sound like Kenny Loggins, you know? Okay. A little All bit. Right. It kind of. It was yeah. someone trying to do a I Kenny was, Loggins like a bon impression. Jovi kind of thing? Maybe. Like, I feel like that's misleading, though, because Kenny Loggins obviously is known for his movie themes. Like, you know, yeah. he, he did fucking uh, Top Gun, Caddyshack. Like, he's. Footloose, like he's known. I for think that's movie. what they were trying for. That's what they were trying to do. They were no Kenny Loggins. No, okay. no Kenny Loggins. Whoever these folks were who did yeah. the song that we just watched and and looked at on the credits, it was like and uh, didn't absorb it. Yeah, no one goes alone. No, I can't remember what the fuck it was called. Uh, what year was this movie made, Holly? Uh, nineteen eighty. Well, oh, okay, I'm sorry. It was made in nineteen eighty four. Released in nineteen eighty six. And uh, it was directed by Corey Yoon. And would we know him from anything else? Unless you're familiar with Chinese cinema, no. Okay. Really? Really. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, and it stars? Uh, Kurt McKinney. Kurt McKinney. Kurt yeah. McKinney. Thank you. Yep. Thank you for coming. Oh, Kurt that. McKinney. Yeah, yeah, Kurt yeah, McKinney. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, you know Kurt yeah. McKinney. Sure yeah. I do. Yeah. Kurt McKinney yeah. was famously the star of uh, Sworn to Justice. If you uh, remember, yes. Uh, yes. That film. Okay, I just looked at the back. Yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> you played it off well, though. You, you sounded confident. I know. Now. For like, the radio obviously. audience, they're like, yeah, well, he knows Sword fucking Sword of Justice. They never would have known, Colin. Yeah. Who else is in this movie? Well. Why did you pick c- it is the question. Just, okay, let's let's talk about that. Um, This is... This is the movie that launched Jean-Claude Van Damme. Get the mm-hmm. fuck out. It is. It. This it is it. It launched him. This yeah, is because what the got next him, movie was Bloodsport. This is what got him Bloodsport. Because the producers, Canon Films, producers of Bloodsport, yeah. watched No Retreat, No Surrender, and said, this man is a goddamn movie star. This was that, well, they saw him in Breakin', you know. Break, break, <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. Breakin' is what, no, no, it, I believe what did you. it for Canon. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. You got to. Okay. For we yeah. have covered breaking on this show, but it was a while ago. Mm-hmm. And if you're new and joining us, uh, you should go back and listen to. We've covered both. Both breaking, both breaking in. Yeah. Breaking two. Electric Boogaloo. But did we establish that breaking was the first feature film role for a young Jean Claude? Yes, Van we Dan. did. We did. Straight off the boat from Brussels, Belgium. The muscles, the muscles Brussels. from Brussels. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So in that movie, he plays. Uh, I think it's guy called like crowd. No, it's, it's more specific than that. It's like guy and crowd at first dance because that's like their first breaking dancing scene yeah, in the movie. Yeah, yeah. So like he's the it's guy like in the crowd of that Beach. one. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah, and he's drawing a lot of attention to himself. He really so, is. Yeah, he really you can't is. miss it once you notice him. Yeah. yeah. You've never lived until you've seen Jean Claude Van Damme strut his stuff mm-hmm. as a dancer in a leotard. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, so then he ended up in uh, No Retreat, No Surrender from the film releasing company, Seasonal Films Corp. Sounds so fake. <laughs> that sounds like a mob front if I ever heard one. I mean, and I mean, and it's kind of funny that there is a mob front in this movie. I feel like <laughs> they're hiding in plain sight, Holly. <laughs> they really are. Like, if we talk about it, they'll never know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He plays this- Ivan. He's basically the Dolph Lundgren from Rocky right, Four, because you got this movie. Ivan yeah. Drago, you've uh-huh. got uh, He's Ivan got Krasinski. What was his name? Krasinski. 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 He crushes you. He crushes yeah. you. He has two different nicknames, though. In the movie, he's the well. In the credits, he's the White Russian, but on the. DVD case, it says he's the Russian butcher, which I don't think they said that in the movie, did they? I don't remember. They, yeah. That I mean, when he's like, when he's doing his, um, I'm sorry, when like the mob guy is doing the introduction and he's bringing him out, he says lots of things about him. Mm-hmm. He may have mentioned that, but I'd honestly. The remember. Russian butcher. They didn't yeah. say that when they introduced him, like at the yeah. pen, the ultimate fight at the end. They didn't say, like. Oh, they didn't? No, no, I don't think so. No, oh, because he said lots of things about him at that Because point, when, when, uh, is Jason our main guy? Jason, yeah. When he when he says when he says Russian Adam, he acts like it's a slur and like freaks out. <laughs> Russian, like, yeah. And Van Damme's face like contorts like, <gasps> in this like you have insulted me and my family, and I must crush you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Krushinsky. There you go. We've just solved. <laughs> I must that. crush you, Krushinsky. Yeah. That was totally it. Too. That was it. You yeah, know? that I'm was like, exactly it. That's why I said Ivan Krushinsky. When we were watching, I looked at Miguel. I was like, you know the like the brainstorming behind that is they're like. What does he do? He crushes. Krushinski. That's it. No, that was it. Had to have been. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So um, I think I may have made this observation on another Mm -hmm. film that we watched, but I just want to reiterate that, Uh you know, Karate Kid's a really good movie. It is. You know what, Um, Holly, I I hate to say it, but you've really uh, soured my opinion of karate movies over the course of the freak show. I'm starting to think that all of them are bad. All right. Now, let me ask you a question because I want to go back here in time because, you know, like, seriously, what? uh, Okay, who brought no holds barred to the freak show. I did. Okay. She did. Who brought Samurai Cop? I Holly did. Who brought uh, Sidekicks? I did. Who brought Bloodsport? I did. <laughs> that was Summer of Canon, though. I feel like people, <laughs> I feel like our voices are really similar. So, yeah, they're, yeah, so yeah. they're not sure who's yeah. saying really? I did. Holly's just saying yeah. I did it to all. No, yeah, so no, we were no, about no. evenly split here. Yeah. Was I there mean, another, like, I brought, uh, I brought Double Impact. Double Impact. And I also brought Showdown in Little Tokyo. Oh, that's and right. And I brought Miami Connection. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Okay. I, bring, yeah, I bring yeah. a lot of karate movies. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm starting to think they're all bad. Like, the good ones have been, like, bleached out of my mind by the bad yeah, ones. Yeah, but it's because the good ones all happened yeah. in the 70s and had, like, uh, Chinese 
karate masters in them. Mm-hmm. And in the 90s, you brought all these guys to It was all America. kids' movies in the 90s. It was all kids' well, karate. Who's interested in karate? Kids? I mean, I guess, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. And me, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's all the ninja movies? Well, you did bring Miami, <laughs> Miami Connection. Miami Connection. I Miami Connection. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. And we, Ninja 3's been done before, right? Oh, yeah, Ninja 3 was yeah. done. Ninja 3. With Lucinda Dickey, who was also Ninja in Breaking. Oh, it all comes full circle. It, it all, you know, time is a flat circle, Colin. Yeah. Good grief. So, uh, yeah. So no retreat, no surrender. Uh, you yeah. said that there's a, a history to the, the this title, the line. Um, the writer of the movie, whose name escapes me at the moment. Um, obviously, we understand that he's a big Bruce Lee fan. We get that from watching it. But what you may not know is he's also a big Bruce Springsteen fan. No. And the song No Surrender... <laughs> I was had a little bit of a stroke. You're fucking there. kidding me. I'm totally serious. There's a line in the song No Surrender that they say, um, no retreat, baby, no surrender. And that's So this, this movie, movie could have easily been called Thunder Road. It oh yeah. It could have been <laughs> it, it could have been any number of Bruce Springsteen songs. Yeah, that's just it, the one he landed it on. It was it was called some oh, hold on, let me look at it. it was Colin called, and I's theories about why it was called this were way better than I know, the actual story. I know. <laughs> that's why I was laughing when you guys were talking about why it was called the original title was Ring of Truth. That's way worse. I'll go with No Retreat, No Surrender. Yeah, it's a better yeah, title. Yeah, me too. Okay, so uh, had anybody here at the table seen this movie prior to tonight? No. No. All right, listener, usually <laughs> usually the, uh, the films that we watch have been vetted in some way by at least one person who brings a movie uh, to the freak show and says, I'm going to show it to everybody else to see what they think about it. So this was a blind buy. I mean, mm-hmm. every once in a while this was, happens. I do this quite a bit, actually. Yeah, I feel like Sean does it quite a bit, I like too. doing it. I yeah. think it's fun. It's a it's an exploration <laughs> of, uh-huh. uh, of movies that you have not seen. I have seen this uh, the poster art yeah. obviously for a, a good portion of my life which shows um, clearly Jean-Claude Van Damme with the, you know, the, the hammer and sickle Russian flag over mm-hmm. his head and some un, you know, he could look like Rocky right? With the American flag He's Rocky-ish him. look. Yeah, yeah, he's got a Rocky-ish, look. Yeah. Right? Because this is the year after Rocky V uh, took, or sorry, Rocky IV took the uh, nation by storm mm-hmm. yeah. in 1985. Here in 1986, bam, we're going to put the Russians versus the Americans in a karate movie. Sure. It's, I mean, how yeah. can you not have box you, office You say gold? karate, but I'm not so sure what we see at the end is karate. <laughs> I mean... It, well, what like, is it if Holly, Holly hypothesized that this movie gave birth to MMA, and I think she's right about yeah, that. Yeah, I think so. There is definitely a um, there. There's some cross hedging of um, boxing and karate in this movie, and I personally think that it was the birth of MMA. Because okay, I, I think. Oh, I oh, granted, <laughs> I'm not an expert. I don't know shit about karate, but my at least based on the previous movies Holly has brought, mm-hmm. karate <laughs> tournaments don't usually happen in a boxing ring. It's usually just a matted floor. It, it, usually, I mean, I go. I guess it probably because you don't need ropes for karate. There's no need true. for that. I, I guess it probably would depend on what you have access to. The but, you, but the, uh, as a filmmaker, or what are we talking? no, the, the actual event. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> takes place I on agree. a matted floor. Yeah, exactly. Yes. They don't. You don't use ropes like it's, it's fucking wrestling, like no. they do in this movie. Well, I it mean, takes place in a uh, boxing ring. Yeah, the climax. I was of like, technically, film. it would be closer to traditional wrestling. Yeah, they just use a mat too. Yeah, I, I think it's. <laughs> Yeah, 
this is like I'm a home. This is what can we do that looks coolest? Not so much what's a real sport. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. When did uh, so is, again MMA is yeah, kickboxing exactly. and MMA? These are two different things. Yeah, they're different. Saying, right? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. They're very different. MMA has a lot looser rules and can go for a lot longer amount of time and uh, is much more like brutal as a sport. Yeah, because it's full contact, yep. right? No yeah. gloves. It's yeah. actual fighters. Mm-hmm. And again, we full contact karate. Mm-hmm. Full contact yeah. karate. They make that note in the poster. Right. At the um, end of the movie. But yet they have like, they're not boxing gloves, but they're like these padded things over their hands and their ankles. I think they, I think. I want to say they do actually do use pads in professional. Do they? Matches. I think they do. Like I said, my knowledge is mostly based on the movies you previously bought, brought. Sure. So yeah. you know, <laughs> I'm just like, when are they going to chop the wood in half? And when are they? <laughs> there, are, there <laughs> are people. Shit. There are people listening to this right now that are freaking the fuck out. They're like, you guys oh, know sure. nothing about this sport. Yeah. This is true. I don't claim <laughs> to know anything. So but that's, oh, yeah. the, that's the joy of listening to this show as we discover, uh, you know, things about uh, uh, you know we're, we're mm-hmm. taking the movie at face value. Okay, basically. but when the when the Rocky knockoff guy wins the match on TV. Sure. Was that not like a boxing match? That pretty it, much looked like a it boxing match. It looked match. very much like boxing. I thought yeah. so because it was at the MGM Grand. Yeah. And all this other stuff. Yeah. He, yeah. 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 Um, so I'm just looking at the back of this. Was released by on video by Kino Studio Classics, of course. Um, it says the action. This is directed by the action great Corey. What is how do you pronounce it? Yoon. 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 Uh, of the transporter. Which I'm like, he did not direct <gasps> no. the transporter. That was Louis Leterrier or whatever who mm-hmm. did uh, the Hulk and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and Jet Li's The Legend and The Legend Two. So I'm assuming he is a choreographer, perhaps. Mm. Yeah, or something, some sort yeah. of crewman or something. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. Um, we don't know, but we're <laughs> hypothesizing this right here now on this show. That's right. Um, okay, so the plot of this film, so No Retreat, No Surrender, mm-hmm. uh, comes from a long lineage of uh, fighting films, um, heavily inspired, of course, by Bruce Lee, who has, ironically, we have never watched a Bruce Lee movie on this no, program <laughs> to date. Well, he only has like four movies, right? We have to talk a little bit about so, Bruce Lee. Sorry, I've got he, breaking news. He did direct it with Louis Leterrier. Get the fuck yes, out he of did. here. Yeah. Wow. He's actually, he's got 32 directing credits under his name on IMDb. This and guy's where does No Retreat, No Surrender fall in that list? It's pretty early because he directed, you guys remember that movie Dead or Alive, DOA? The, the like, like ball. Yeah, he directed volleyball, that. Volleyball, uh, yeah? Yes, he did. the video game. I thought, yeah. he, I thought he did all Chinese movies. There's a lot of those, but uh, I mean, Fist of Fury. He's, he's done uh, a lot. Bruce Lee movie? Yeah. Fist of Fury? Get yeah. the fuck out. Yeah, this guy's, this guy's actually got kind of a legit career. Game of Death 2. two. Well, the first yeah. one was fucking terrible. Holy shit, I can't imagine. Well, that was the one. Yeah. So Game of Death was the movie that was shot prior to mm-hmm. Enter the Dragon but was released after the fact, and they had to use a body double for. Okay, so it's bad. Little, yeah, it's bad. We got to give a little bit of uh, history of Bruce Lee, and this will come into play mm-hmm. uh, later on in the in the show. But Bruce Lee was, I mean, you know, for modern modern audiences, you got to imagine like this guy was huge yeah. when he was around as uh, this new fighting style, because I think, uh, especially in America. We were used to uh, this kind of um, 
It's a studio fight style that's uh, mm-hmm. commonly seen in Westerns or Star Trek or whatever. Like all these Western guys like yeah. William Shatner, you know, would... Just like at a fist fight. It's just, a John yeah. Wayne, like, you know... Yeah. Yeah, it's very stagey kind of mm-hmm. thing. And very stiff, very, yeah. Yeah, it's not like... It's very choreographed, yes. right? And then the bar fight kind of stuff. Yeah. And then uh, the stuntman fight scene. And then Bruce Lee comes on the scene and he changed the whole game. Because mm-hmm. he brought Eastern martial arts to the movies. And it was like revolutionary. Nobody in America had seen this before. And he became this titanic, huge movie star. Yeah, like, if, since Bruce Lee, I mean, we've had, you know, like Jet Li, Jackie Chan, that kind of thing. But I don't think anyone's come close to being that big. Like being so iconic as Bruce Lee. I don't think so. I don't no, think I don't have. think so. Uh, because really? he was the guy who, like, you know, planted the flag. I mean, he had, because when everybody saw it, they wanted to become a fighter like Bruce Lee. Yeah. He had his own uh, classes. Chuck Norris was right. a student of his uh, and was featured in Game of Death. Bruce Lee made, I think, like three films maybe in uh, China. Mm-hmm. And that before he came here, he made, um, there's Fist of Fury and the Chinese mm-hmm. Connection and the, what... They're all retitled, so I'm thinking like mm. the big boss, and uh-huh. I can't remember. Um, he only made one actual uh, American studio movie, and that was Enter the Dragon. Enter the Dragon, yeah. Yeah, and he was on the TV show Kung Fu for a little bit, mm-hmm. and he was on uh, The Green Hornet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he he had filmed part of Game of Death, and then he died mm-hmm. uh, prior to the release of Enter the Dragon. And so they put that you know together, uh, Game of Death, a- after the fact with a standard. So his legacy like ends at like 1973, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it it casts a very long shadow. And yeah. so in this film, and so I don't know, maybe we'll come back to Bruce Lee, but it's important. <laughs> so remember. Bruce Lee is a huge icon of uh, fight cinema. So uh, No Retreat, No Surrender. That's right. Is a film about a kid named... Jason. From the small town of... Los Angeles. Yeah. (laughs) Right? He... His uh, his dad owns a dojo in Los Angeles that he's... when When we start the movie, that he is training with his dad in class at his dad's dojo. And class is interrupted by some sleazy New York hooligans. Right. Yeah. So the mob comes into the dojo. Yeah. And what do they want to do, Holly? What's the, what's the, because this is establishing for your film. Yeah. Right. Right at the beginning, you've got your, your, your hero, your protagonist, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And the villains. Yeah. And what is their goal? What's the thing that they're after in this film? They want to take the dojo. Why? Because obviously, in the mob world, a dojo is a great cover for their mob activities, <laughs> naturally. Right? Yeah, it feels like it's a monopoly situation. They just want to own all the properties they can. So they're trying to collect all the dojos they can. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm like, I'm struggling even now to kind of grasp this. So the idea that usually. I mean, mob I, I can activities... see in your face that you want more, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not given any more. That's yeah. it. But I don't even get it. You know, no. it's like, okay, we want something that we can launder money through or that we can use to dispose the bodies. That's always good. That's yeah. why you get the uh, waste management. You get waste management, yeah. Where you get the blacktop business so you can, like, fucking bury people. Yeah. And, okay. Know. Listener, please structure. Please write in and tell us what your thoughts are. But we were theorizing when we were watching this that a dojo would kind of be a bad front for the yes. mob. They like, can't hide their money in a they dojo. They can't hide their money. They don't make that much There's money. There's no disposal situation. No. 
Like, what's the advantage to having a dojo for a friend? It's literally property. Yeah. That's it. Like, we were talking about, you know, you gotta have something that brings in enough cash to to make the books add up. Yeah. You know? You're not getting that from... We talked about how on Breaking Bad, like, a car wash wasn't good enough for... Right. For the amount of money Walt is bringing in. Mm-hmm. Like Maybe the, they, these filmmakers just didn't even think about it at all. They're like, we want to make I know, a you karate movie. And so we just said, the mob wants their dojo. Well, of course they do. Mob wants to have Obviously. all the dojos on the East Coast. This is the New York Mafia, mind yeah. you, who wants to take over all the dojos. And the this is the West, the, this is the West Coast. Coast. They're, 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 they want to yeah. get both coasts. But weren't they? They, yeah. they were from they New were York. from the East yeah, Coast. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. They were, this was their. This their, was in Los Angeles. This was them planting the flag on the West Coast. This is a yeah. nefarious scheme. These guys, they want a bi-coastal mob. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it's you terrible. guys are insane. I see no holes in this. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in the 80s when there's no internet to organize anything. Right. You know, you got to do everything through the mail, I guess. Yeah, or, or going out there yeah. in person and bringing your thugs with you. Yeah. In which case he brings, uh, the the mob guy brings his uh, champion his, fighter, yeah. his muscle. His muscle. He brings his muscle. Who's that? Obviously, it's Jean-Claude Van Damme. What? Jean-Claude Van Damme's a villain in this film? He really is. He oh, wears boy. a white suit with well, a red tie. Well, I mean, that's tie. how you know. White, white suit, suit and red tie. Red tie because you have to know he's Russian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously. Why does the uh, Italian? Well, are they Italian? I, they said I that th- them, uh, I th- if I they're a New so. York mob, it's probably safe it's to say they're probably, probably Italian. That are cozied up with the Russians. Sure. Okay, just go with us yes. on yep. this. Yes. All right. Match made in It's heaven. the 80s. Anything was possible. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing that says you're more. I mean, like, that was the whole thing in the 80s, though. It was like the, the Russian, communist, yeah. the red menace. But we're bringing them into the New York mafia, which I'm sure would not stand for that at all. And we're going to take him as our muscle and through, you know, just uh, f- force. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. intimidation. Europe's take over. most feared fighter. Yeah, I don't even think it's like uh, it's a, it's an alliance sort of thing. I literally think this just this one individual happens to be Russian and is this guy's like mad dog, right? Like, yeah, he's like the the mountain on Game of Thrones to you know whoever right. to Joffrey, right? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah he's the he's the dog. They, yeah, yeah, the most feared fighter in Europe. So they just offered him a lot of money uh-huh. to come around, stand around in white suits. Yeah, okay, but this is where this movie, like, I mean, this is where it kind of lives or dies, right? It's sure. like so. Basically, you're saying that the mafia wants to take over the dojos mm-hmm. because they have not only a financial interest they want to make, you know, uh, right. the front companies, but because their guys are fighters mm-hmm. and they want. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah. more like spaces for them to practice and work out. I guess like who knew the mafia was so into karate? I mean, I didn't know until this movie showed me. And tonight, I have you know been, they're, they're uh, really invested right in their ways. staff. They're really trying to make their staff yeah. the best they can be. The thing is, though, like they never really do. They at any point do they really say that they're going to open their own dojo? No, no, they just come they, in and they threaten just, him for no they, reason. Yeah, they just come and like take the space. So we don't know for sure that they're like reopening their own dojo. It they might be fucking just, dry cleaning for they, all we know. Yeah, they may just be taking the building. That seems like more accurate mob logic. Yeah, to just be like, we want the space. Maybe they're just like, this is, this is now pri- the pizzeria, this is prime property, <laughs> and we want this space because we're going to make a shit ton in rent. The prime know. property in the strip mall. And the- yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, because who would? I don't know anything about Los Angeles a- real estate. It yeah. could be. Or the mafia. I have no idea. I mean, what do we do? I know a little more about the mafia. Oh shit! 
This is a lot of mafia terrorizing. <laughs> She's like, you know, there's cousins and uncles. And yeah. um, you should see the pictures from my great uncle's funeral. It looks like a deleted scene from The Godfather. It's wonderful. Anyway, continue. That's fantastic. It's I'm hung up on pictures from a funeral. They take pictures at a funeral. Not this one they did. Yeah. Wow. All right. wow. It was a, they chased it was down a, the camera guy and they're like, hey, hey, hey. It was here. a spectacle. I'll say that. Yeah. The one guy just waves the other guy and says, take him. Okay. That's how that <laughs> just works. Just curious right? why yeah. you want to document a funeral. That's, I'm hung oh, up on that. Oh, shit. Like, why do you take yeah, pictures at a that's funeral? Right. Yeah. 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 Good question. Yeah. Okay. Don't ask that question. Um, so, uh, I'm sure sorry, I keep thinking his name's Billy. Jason's Jason. dad Jason, yeah. uh, gets his ass handed to him, gets his leg broke his by leg broke the by Russian. JCBD. Yeah. Yeah. Ivan. Ivan. It's Ivan. I'm just going to keep calling him Ivan. <laughs> well, you're saying it wrong. What are you talking about? It's I'm Ivan. saying it like the Russians say it. That's not how they say it in this movie. Okay, fine. Uh, so Ivan, if it's Ivan, the terrible... If it's Ivan, it'd be like Y-V-O-N-N-E. No, it's not. It's, <laughs> it's Ivan, the crazy Ivan. Ivan. You know, anyway. The submarine captains do. Okay, so... Um, I'm sorry. Jason. <laughs> Right, Jason. Jason. Right, so they get kicked much like uh, Ralph Macchio in the Karate Kid. That's right. They have to relocate, Mm -hmm. and they relocate to sunny Seattle. (laughs) It is a very sunny Seattle, isn't it? Now you say that it didn't rain at all in this movie, did it? Emerald City, the Emerald City, (laughs) where I like that the movie uh, says, you know. So we see basically their cross country trip where they pass yeah. the sign that says "Welcome, Welcome to, to Seattle." Seattle. Yeah. They then they show the Space Needle, and yep. as the camera pans down, a subtitle says "Seattle." Seattle. Yeah. In case you didn't know, yeah. this is an applause worthy moment. <laughs> I think the first bravura moment of the film. Um, so, do you think the Seattle Tourism Board was like, you have to put at least three identifiers in this? Is- <laughs> Seattle. Well, I mean, why do they move to Seattle, though? Because Bruce Lee's buried there. That's, That's why. Right. That's because literally the only reason. Bruce Lee is buried there, where we actually go to his grave at some point. Yes. I'm like sitting there going, like, this seems kind of morbid, but yeah. okay. Oh, especially when he says, help me, sensei. You're the only one who can help me. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, dude, you're shouting at a grave in a graveyard. Like a real grave. A real grave, It is yeah. kind of morbid, but think of all the people that go visit like Jim Morrison's grave, you know? Yeah, like, but those people go like visit thing. Yeah, pay like a respect, thing. but yeah. to film a movie at, on somebody... There's a dead guy, right? Or whatever. Yeah. Um, and yell at him. Yell at him to come help. Demand he come help yeah. you. Yeah. I got nowhere else to go. Yeah. Well, how do we get there, though? I mean, what is so wrong uh, with Jason's life? Everything. Like? <laughs> uh, his dojo is now a garage, which is fine. It works. Yeah. His training space is his garage. Uh, his, and his dad doesn't want him to fight, damn it. This is a key point that yes. I think we have to drive home to Which the listener Which doesn't make any sense. Home. Dad is a karate teacher and is adamantly against using karate for violence. I ask you, I am not a karate uh, you know, enthusiast. Right. But it is a fighting martial arts, a fighting style. Yes. But you're not supposed to use it. It's just a workout. You're not supposed to use it as uh, like a combative technique. It's all self-defense. Self-defense, yeah. So you cannot be the antagonist in the situation, right. basically. That's not, that's not what karate's guy. about. The yeah. antagonist yeah. is a bad guy. That's right. Remember that, kids. Yeah. Damn it. All you karate-taking kids out there. Um, <laughs> he's, so, he's got an annoying neighbor across the street. Oh, my God. That The fucking neighbor. 
um, apparently eats like cake, half a cake at a time, just holds the yeah, plate. And- I don't, I still don't understand. I still don't understand when we first see him, he's leaning up against a car and he's eating cake. He's, but it, it looks like it's supposed to be a box of ding dongs. Well, there was a but box of ding dongs on the car and then he was holding like half a, half a round okay, cake. Okay. That's in his what hand. I was like. Okay. Does he have like a cake with a side of cake right now? I think so. I, I think it's like that's the, yeah, yeah. I okay. got the impression, even though I didn't catch what it was, I, I saw the ding dongs. Yeah. I yeah. think there were other sweets like okay. there. Yeah. The, like he's, he's got, got a got stash. The shit all smeared all over his face. It's the most blatant fat guy commentary I've ever seen in a oh, movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and all of his shirts are like three sizes too small throughout this it's whole movie, un- too. And he always has shit like smeared all over, like he's been uh, feasting on every single thing that he can possibly get his yeah. hands on. Mm-hmm. It's all over his face. Mm-hmm. All over his face. And you're like, okay, so this is the weird neighbor or whatever, but yeah. he has a problem with the kid moving in across the street, that Bruce Lee freak, because yeah. Jason has a Bruce Lee mm-hmm. uh, t-shirt. t-shirt. Yes. The only thing... It, this kid's like because we're never really given his motivation for like much of anything because he also hates the the sidekick. So the sidekick RJ, RJ sidekick mm-hmm. comes in and he is basically wants to be Boogaloo Shrimp from Breaking. He, really he looks does. like him. He plays like the same kind of role. Yeah, he does. And, but like, okay, so this, this the, is like the next. He's not the next door neighbor. He's down he's the, the street. Skateboarding, breakdancing. Yeah, yeah. The, new, the new best friend. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's the new best friend. Yep. He's skateboarding. He's breakdancing. He just wants to hang out but like the the uh, the antagonist neighbor i don't remember what that guy's name was um he so he has a problem with rj Mm -hmm. and he has a problem with jason because he has a bruce lee shirt Mm -hmm. and we're never given any motivation for any problem is so the only thing we can come to is that he's just racist asshole like, Although the movie doesn't kind of see, that's why I wonder. Like in the eighties, was that on their mind? Like now, obviously, a modern yeah. audience kind of looks at it like I got a problem with that kid, and everybody else is like, "What's your problem with him?" Yeah, oh, because he's a black kid, or is it just because he's a nerd and this guy's a jock? But because well, this but they, guy, they literally said, "What's your problem with him?" And he said, "I got my reasons," yeah. and that's all he said. Which like, we wait for a payoff yeah. where, like, at some point in the past, he got yeah. his science project got chosen over the Scots or right. what's up. Literally, Literally anything. Literally give us anything. Well, give us anything is like he pushed me on the playground in mm-hmm. second grade, you know, something stupid you're, like that. You're not far off. The scene that was supposed to happen. That Wait, no, what? <laughs> the scene that was supposed to be included in the film but was never shot was a flashback of RJ accidentally tripping Scott in the cafeteria and him spilling his food. Uh, oh, and his see, food is like yes. where his where like yes. his like his reason for living is food. His, so yeah, his comfort that's like blanket. a, a yeah. great and offense he's to him. Yes. So yeah, embarrassing his food. It's all a thing. thing. That would have yeah. been you know what they should have kept that in. That yeah. would have helped. Should, they could have cut a few things and added that, and yeah. it would have made a lot. They more could have cut one of the like four training montages we had to watch yes. instead. You know, maybe add that and maybe add, you know, an introduction to Kelly besides her birthday party. Who's yeah. Kelly? Oh, boy. OK, so this is a great <laughs> this is a great moment. I mean, like films like this kind of live or die. We sat there watching. Well, to be fair, we watched an international cut of this film. We did. Apparently, there's a U.S. cut and an international cut. Yeah. Why there are two? I don't know. But we watch this movie. And at some point, like, you know, hero moves to town, much like Daniel son does. And uh, he has, uh, you know, he goes to the dojo, but it turns out that uh, Scott, mm-hmm. the ante- neighborhood antagonist, 
is a part of the karate team, which yeah. I find hard to believe based on his physique that he's a, you know, athletic type. You know, uh, I'll even I'll even give credit. You know, a lot of larger people are capable of doing extraordinary things. However, his overall, I don't know, demeanor, demeanor. Thank you. That's what that's what the really strays me. He has yeah. no discipline because I mean, that, I mean, can we can we recall back in the days of Chris Farley? He was quite nimble in some situations. But, I remember that you know, Patrick Swayze. Yes, and yeah, thing. very like, yeah. In one of the first scenes we see Scott in is is he sees RJ coming down the street on a skateboard. He runs out and tackles him and just starts beating him for no fucking reason. He does. Like yeah, that's that's the kind of stuff that makes him look racist. <laughs> because because there's or a bully yeah. just general yeah. bad bully mm-hmm. uh but they uh they end up uh after so there's a we sat there thinking like that there might be a real like a, you know what a film reel is right the, the, like a good 15 minutes of this movie was deleted because without seeing the key moment where uh danielson meets mm-hmm. his love interest uh, it's just all of a sudden he's in, he's showing up at a birthday party for yeah. some girl named Kelly who we yeah. haven't mm-hmm. been introduced to. Mm-hmm. And then they're making out like it's like, okay, you're new in town and, you know, you're somehow you're yeah. making out with this girl. And it turns out that she's the girlfriend or whatever the, the, yeah, do- he's, cause the he's, dojo guy. He's like, obviously not making friends with the people at the dojo because, you know, Scott kind of he owns that place apparently yeah scott owns like the town apparently and he sabotages the whole situation so that he's not going to fit in at this dojo so he does not make friends there but then all of a sudden he's at this birthday party where the entire guest list is basically people from the dojo yeah so well because her brother we find out is the owner and he is not only the owner of the dojo but he's also i think like karate national karate champion of seattle or the world for all i think he's national I think that's because it was on TV. I think he's the national champion. Yeah. Because that was the fight at MGM. That we see on television that Jason watches like, oh, man, that guy is awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so he's like, they go there and Jason gets, of course, in a fight much like Danielson does. Much like, yeah. Only a lot less dramatic where he gets his ass (laughs) handed to him at this this party Mm -hmm. because his L.A. martial arts aren't up to Seattle standards and he's already made enemies somehow inadvertently mm-hmm. with the, uh, the Seattle dojo, right. of which there's only one in which they all like <laughs> congregate here at Kelly's birthday party. Okay. There's was something we got to talk about at Kelly's birthday. Well, I mean, there was, we could spend a whole episode probably talking about Kelly's is birthday. It, is it what's in the fucking box? Yeah. What's is in the fucking it? box? Okay. Well, and that first of all, the eighties fashion in the scenes is oh, wild. God. And it's, wo- that's right. Filmmakers, when you're making a movie about the eighties, you got to have uh pantsuits or something. It looks, it's a tracksuit, but it looks like pajamas. Yep. Irregular necklines. No that, one, no one has a regular neckline on any shirt. Neckline. Shit. That's oh. torn for no yep. good goddamn no reason. reason. Yep. And uh, a headband. Headband. Yep. Sweatband. Large mm-hmm. hair. Yep. Large hair. Yeah, you need the large. Unflattering swimsuits. Very unflattering. Yep. Uh, so wait, was was Jason the one that had the box? Jason. Okay. Yeah. I was so distracted by the box that I forgot who carried are, it. In. Yeah. Are we gonna? Are, yeah. Are, are you gonna talk about the outside of the box yeah. before we get to the inside? Yeah. yeah. So okay. so Jason's carrying this uh, uh, wrapped gift for Kelly's birthday. 
don't know who Kelly is, but the party's here, according to the sign. Yeah. And he's walking up, and some kid running out of the house runs into the box and knocks it out of his hands. Yep. It's Karate Champion. Yep. So because he, he's been summoned by the New York Mafia. He's got to go yep. down to his dojo. You want to yep. keep your business? You get down here. Yep. Yeah. So he picks up this box. Uh, they go in, hands it to Kelly. We cut to a close-up while she's unwrapping it. And the wrapping paper is yellow with um, clothes hanging on like a clothesline. Yes. That's the Clothes pattern. hanging on a clothesline. <laughs> that's nice and that's the wrapping paper. It's yeah. nice and birthday yeah, themed. Yeah, birthday. Yep. Clothes hanging on a clothesline. Why would that be totally. unwrapping paper at all? Yeah. Why would that be unwrapping that's paper? That's a chore. That's not festive. <laughs> 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 laundry. It's saying, yeah. hey, do your fucking laundry. Summer oh my God. and spring. I, you have Christmas trees in the wintertime and you have clothes hanging on a line in the summer. It's not flowers as or As soon sun. as we finish recording this, I'm going to Google wrapping paper <laughs> with, like, with like dirty dishes on them or something. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I'm wrapping a your mop present bucket. in. <laughs> yes. I'm looking yeah. for chores on wrapping paper. Yes. Um, so she's excited, close up opening the box, <laughs> lifts the lid up. There's a live rabbit inside a this live box. Live rabbit. Yeah, what you have never? Well, I mean, I like I've given a lot of. Plenty it was, of I don't, a I don't wrap rabbit. them in a box. It was wrapped yeah. in a box. <laughs> well, so you give a gift in a cage. Yeah, <laughs> you hand a crate to them. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. You're doing it all wrong. You put it in a box and wrap it up. It's so a good way for it to no die. Air in there. <laughs> so it's a big surprise when the rabbit goes. Then, <gasps> oh my god! I'm so happy to see you. So and they I'm, jump out. So I'm and then you hope someone else knocks the box out of your hands while you're carrying it, right? Oh, like yeah. what happened in this movie? And I'm sorry. Let's talk about the practicality of the whole thing now now kelly's gonna leave her goddamn birthday party and go to the pet store and buy a cage and yeah. a little like no wheel not a wheel because it's a bunny yeah but, but like a like, little water drippy thing like yeah <laughs> well that and like <laughs> rabbits shit like crazy like they just yeah. hop around yeah, you need a hutch you gotta yeah your, you, you gotta, need a rabbit run you gotta yeah. get your like sawdust to put on the bottom yeah. of the cage like that thing's gonna be shitting all over the house before she even gets back right? this like is, this right? is brilliant though because i'm stealing this for whoever invites me to a birthday party <laughs> live rabbit fyi i'm gonna give you an animal that you now have to take care of and like all the attendant things that you have to purchase to this is like you know it's like here's like a massive thing that you have to deal with now if you want to be really mean you'll give them like a reptile because reptiles are super high maintenance and really expensive to care for you give them like a lizard or a snake or something stop giving him ideas because i think my my birthday's the next one (laughs) stop giving him ideas give him something give him something that has to live in like a temperature controlled environment yeah. you know like <laughs> oh, god fantastic my birthday rolls around, i'm like god damn it colin a chameleon really? you did bring no retreat no surrender to <laughs> the freak show he's gonna wrap it in clothesline paper too <laughs> if i can find it oh my oh, god oh yeah it's gonna be perfect um so the uh the birthday uh, party well, yeah, this is a birthday party. Jason gets humiliated, and then he yeah. ends up having to go home. And then his dad basically like gives him a bunch of shit because hey, the kid comes home and his clothes are torn and he's all bruised because he got beat up. And his dad's like, "Were you fighting again?" And the kid's like, "Yeah, I was fighting again." And he's like, "I told you about that fighting." And uh, Jason calls his dad a coward. Yeah, you never fight because you're a coward. Yeah. yeah, I would I would argue that kid would have gotten his ass kicked either way. Like like so. he he was the new kid in town. They were gonna kick his ass whether he was a fighter or not. So for his dad to be like karate's the problem is so wildly misdirected. Yeah, <laughs> you know, for being a former dojo teacher, he knows right? nothing. His dad picks an odd career choice when he moves out to uh, Seattle. Yeah, it does. Yeah, from sensei to bartender, you don't see the transition there. Was he a bartender or was he a bar back? He was a bartender. Was he? Because he was like, I thought he was just like a waiter. 
at a bar. Maybe I, think, I was wrong. I think he's a bartender. He gets uh, accosted by the local ruffians. Everybody's a ruffian. You go to a small town. Uh, sorry, a small, no, small town, town like Seattle. No, no, you go. <laughs> you go to a new town, so and quaint. Uh, everybody is against you. Right? It's you against the world. And in this case, he's getting like the customers are pouring beer on his head. Yeah. Because it's that kind of place where like everybody's yeah. just hostile. Like, and oh, you're a new guy. I'm gonna yeah, pour it's a like beer. The, it's like the bar from No Holds Barred. It is, <laughs> and it's the fucking and the bar bully, which for like the I don't know five minutes of that whole scene, whatever. It was, I thought it was Scott because they look like the same goddamn. Yeah. Person. Why couldn't that have been Scott's dad? I should have been. That would have been. Should have been. But it's we a actually, nice symmetry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he looks been. like the guy. It's like this is an older version of the bully. But it no, been Scott's like O'Doyle dead. from fucking Billy Madison. Yeah. Exactly. All the, all the bullies of the O'Doyles. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't go that no, way. It I was, I was kind of disappointed. Yeah. So, uh, Billy, I think was this the Jason? lowest? Jason. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Who's Billy? I'm gonna be stuck on this. All <laughs> he looks like a Billy. I guess. Okay. Um. So Jason. I think, uh, is this his lowest moment? He goes to Bruce Lee's grave. And yeah. he, he says, you know, basically, like, you're the only one who can help me, Sensei yeah, well, Lee. Because we, first of all, I mean, he got beat up at the party. And then on his way out of the party, he fucking, like, pushes Kelly. Yeah. yeah he no shoves her. Yeah. For no reason. You're telling me you didn't have any part of this? You didn't know that they were going to be here and blah, blah, blah. And we're like, who's Kelly? Yeah, <laughs> we're like but how do you know her <laughs> yeah like yeah wait what who are you yeah. yeah 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 did we mention that the guy who runs the dojo for the guy who owns the dojo is actually like in love with kelly yeah yeah and is also a bully and like yeah. sure and oh do we leave out the part when like he goes home and his dad's like oh have you been fighting and then his dad's like uh, does the equivalent of like flushing his drugs down the toilet by like oh he like rips, he rips his posters down he rips and... a Bruce Lee poster in half he takes apart all of his like dojo equipment yeah. and like no dad it's super dramatic and yeah. that's when he runs away mm-hmm. yeah yeah he runs away to his friend R J knocks yeah. on his uh, fence <laughs> that's what you do when you go <laughs> over your friend's house fence. knock on the fence <laughs> and then R J is like huh what oh you're down there. <laughs> Uh, and RJ's like, don't worry, man. I know, I know where this abandoned house is. We can hole up in there. And so they go over there and bring all the training shit over. Mm-hmm. They got fucking candles everywhere, like it's dirty yeah. dancing. But uh, <laughs> dude, he still goes back to his house. He's like, yeah, but I got to get home, you know, before my dad. Otherwise, we call the cops. And so, yeah, like, what are we doing here? So this is a training area. Yeah. He's made his new do- dojo. He's moved out of the garage and into an abandoned house, yeah. much like Fight Club. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Many parallels uh, to Fight Club. Okay. So, because are you saying RJ is not a real person? No, I'm. Oh, no, we're, about, we're about to get to the one who's not a real person. <laughs> <laughs> this is where the mental illness of our main character comes into play. Yeah. Because lo and behold, ladies some and gentlemen, sidekick vibes, guys. Yeah. And the reason that Holly picked the movie. Sorry. The reason that you want to see this is because the ghost of Bruce Lee is a major character in this motion yes. picture. And saying ghost and Bruce Lee, there are heavy quotation marks around both of those. <laughs> the worst Bruce Lee impersonator you could ever imagine. Yeah, who I'm is sure. This guy? Th- I don't know. I'm sure there can be worse. I I don't know. He looked nothing like Bruce Lee. He was speaking Korean and dubbed and, and dubbed a Chinese accent. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. that's cu- clearly a Korean guy. Yes. Uh, have you seen the trailer for? Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in America. Yeah, yes. that that guy looks way more like Bruce Lee than this I'm guy. I'm like, just give that man an Oscar right yeah, now because yeah. he is Bruce Lee. Yeah. Far, 
my hands are yeah. weapons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's great. Like, I was like, holy shit, this guy nailed it in the trailer <laughs> for this movie. That was the most exciting part of the trailer, I thought, honestly. I was, I saw that and was like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah. 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 And I've seen, uh, there was Bruce Lee with the LI, mm-hmm. who, yeah. you know, there was, uh, they call me Bruce. Who was that guy? Was that Bruce Lee? I, or there was a couple movies. They still call mm-hmm. me Bruce. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there was uh, uh, the guy who did the dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Jason Lee. Jason. Um, yeah. yeah. But the guy in fucking uh, I Once Upon a Time in America. Spot on. Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. Okay. Once so, Upon a Time in Hollywood? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. So uh, Bruce Lee appears in the movie to spout Bruce Lee-ish. Bruce Lee-in? Bruce to, Lee-lee-in. To Mr. Miyagi him. Yeah. Yeah. To train our hero, Jason, in the ways of the the ways of karate. <laughs> I, I th- okay. I don't, you can't tell if I did that on purpose you. or if that was okay. So, <laughs> so, yeah. So there's many scenes where we basically have the philosophy of, because this is the other thing. Bruce Lee was a philosopher, a he fighting was. philosopher. He was. But I feel like, okay, I'm I'm only familiar with like a handful of Bruce Lee's like quotes and philosophies, sure. right? Yeah. But I feel like they took them and like word jumbled them a little bit. Like they didn't feel like they, yeah, were, they were. I don't think they were direct quotes. Like when he did like, the water thing, I was like, that's not how that quote went. Like <laughs> empty the glass because it, it my to knowledge be like water is, is what it is. Yeah. 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 Oh, fight like water and sting like it, a butterfly. No, okay, no, no. He talks about be like water. You have to flow and and adapt. To things around you, it's a whole big long thing about being like water. But that's like what it yeah. like it constantly ends you, on the beats of yeah. be like water, be like water is how good yeah. you know. And this, he was like some talking about filling up cups or something. I was like, wait, that sounds like like the store store brand version of this quote. It sounded like yeah. that mumbo jumbo Eastern mumbo jumbo Bruce Lee stuff like, that yeah, we just got, came up with. We just got the great value version. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what it felt like. Yeah. So Bruce Lee does train our young hero in the ways of from the okay, group, yeah. yeah. So is it a ghost or just the guy's got a mental illness? Because like Fight Club, uh, eventually RJ shows up at the house and sees Jason practicing against himself, where mm-hmm. he's yep. taking punches and taking kicks to the face. Right. I think it's a sidekick situation. I was like, I, I think, think it's, it's a sidekick situation. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's where we're going with all these movies are just yeah, exploiting, he's, he's, exploiting he's mental reading, illness. Exactly. He's reading all, all these he's reading all these books that's like the, the Bruce Lee method and all stuff. So he's getting the knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's just manifesting in a very unhealthy way. I think yes. because the scene was he was reading the Bruce Lee fighting method yes. and then he fell asleep. Yes. Yep. So he's dreaming about Bruce Lee, but then yeah. it manifests. In, okay. Yeah. So Master Lee, Sansai Lee. Uh, teaches him all this stuff about karate. He has to go out and like there's so then there's a lot of you know what is expected in these films, the training montage, yes. including an incredibly uncomfortable scene where uh, oh, so, RJ, yeah. Well, I was gonna say which uncomfortable RJ? <laughs> when, when Jason, Jason is doing pu- push ups. Is he doing push-ups? I don't know what that was. It wasn't push-ups because it was like he was... He his was on feet, his stomach, right? No, his no, feet... He was on his back. His feet were like on a ledge and his like shoulders were on a ledge and he was like moving his like hips up and down. It was a yeah. hip thrust. Yeah, it was it, a hip it, thrust. It, yeah, it was. That's what made it really uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> what made it really uncomfortable. He's doing a hip thrust and RJ is sitting on his hips. Yeah. Eating very provocatively an ice cream bar. And yeah. smiling and like smiling. RJ does. Yes. RJ, the man never known to frown. No, and it just keeps going. 
Now we know why he's always smiling. Gone. Yeah. How, how many thrusts do you think he gets in before we cut? It's probably like four. four. Oh, it's yeah. quite a few. Yeah. 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 To the tune of uh, No Way Out. No, uh, never surrender. We don't know. I don't know what that song's called, Colin. I don't know. I thought you were talking about when we get to the dance club with RJ. Oh, the dance club. Oh, I forgot. For no, the the detour we take, uh, apropos of nothing. Yes. For no goddamn reason. Well, no, it's to get back with Kelly, right? That's why. Uh, sure. That's right. We got Because we have to continue that plot thread. because Because it, it's crucial later. <laughs> it is crucial. <laughs> well, I mean, you have to have a love interest, I assume. Although I these, honestly feel like they didn't have to get back together for it to no, they come didn't. Oh, that's later. right. Because she's yeah. pissed off at him. because No, he was pissed off at her because he thinks that she yeah, set him up. And at she the was pissed party. off at him because he fucking pushed her. Right. And so they get to this dance club rj takes that seriously Jason looks like the it's the backside of the breaking club like if you told me i was the yeah. same set i was like yeah it is where you yeah. have a couple of michael jackson dancers doing some kind of michael jackson dance slash okay yeah. it's weirder than that though there's a guy laying on the ground that puts a light bulb in his mouth and is doing like the worm on his back <laughs> he's in the thriller jacket though the they thriller. both are yeah, yeah. yeah. matching yeah. thriller outfits yeah yeah but then light bulb RJ, in his mouth Comes yeah. and the light bulb lights up whenever I he know. does the hip thrust. Yeah. I don't. I know why. Why is this in this movie? Because <laughs> it's magic. It's what does it have to do with anything? Michael Jackson. Maybe they. I, maybe magic. they thought they had to like one up breaking. Like they didn't do anything with the light bulb. How did that yeah. guy not make it into breaking? That guy should have just been in breaking. <laughs> like, should have been. He should. They were been. filmed in different cities. They're in Seattle. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so yes, uh, I'm sure this was filmed on location. Well, it was for one week. Yeah, listener, <laughs> long you enough have to get been, the graveyard right. Yeah. Well, you've been wondering about like you know i mean as you're listening to this will uh, uh jason and kelly get back together again the question we were all asking i, I know yeah I colin was, was asking if billy and, and kelly were gonna <laughs> right. billy and kelly, <laughs> so colin are was they asking. getting back together and the answer is yes they reconcile at, at the, the dance, dance thank god yeah. and then we also in the a subsequent scene i think uh billy teaches his dad a less life lesson yeah that his dad needed to learn yeah was uh dad comes out of the bar and he's accosted by the the bar bullies the bar bullies yeah in broad daylight in the parking lot uh and Billy has to jump in there and rescue him. We're just going with Billy from here on. Yeah, no, I'm, cool? I'm with you. Okay. I'm with you. Uh, Billy has to jump in there and help. And the idea is that, Dad, even though you've been teaching karate the whole time, you've your philosophy is wrong. Uh, it actually is good if you fight aggressively uh, with karate. Yeah, if someone's trying to kick your ass and you know karate, God damn it, it's okay to use it. That's right. Don't always be water. Sometimes no. you have to uh, be, be the rock. Yeah. Sometimes you have to be the Diet Coke that's all over this movie. Yeah. yeah. So together they team up to uh, beat the shit out of the bully and like, get out of here. And they all have to run out of the yeah. parking lot. So uh, Billy and his dad have uh, a reconcile. Okay. It's Jason. I switch back because otherwise switch back. you yeah. folks listening at home would be like, what the fuck? Okay. I so, just wanted you to get it out of your system. Yeah. All right. So Jason and his dad uh, team up to fight them. So they're cool. Right now, Jason and Kelly are cool. They're cool. And Jason and RJ are cool. Cool. They've always been cool. What's the problem? Then they see this poster on the wall. What poster? The poster advertises a martial arts showdown that is going to happen in their town. That's right. And the feared, feared the championship New York team is going to be there the visiting team as they're called later the visiting on. Team. that's all they're given visiting, visiting new york team. team right 
Yeah. So now let's make it a point to okay. tell the audience that at this point in the movie, yeah. and this is how broken this plot line is, that basically the 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 Chicago, the New York Mafia is bringing yeah. their best fighters mm-hmm. to a exhibition match. Yes. Full and contact karate. For full contact <laughs> karate. And that was the big wording on the poster, so it's important. Because, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. So, and then uh, the <laughs> Seattle team, which consists of uh, whoever the hell the guy who owns the dojo is. Yeah. Who actually seems like it's Kelly's, Kelly's brother. brother. Yeah. Kelly's uh, brother. And, and he was the guy who won the, Kelly's, he's like the champion of the the, the nation. Yeah. Right? So we've got Kelly's, Kelly's brother, Kelly's potential suitor, Gaston, if you will. Yeah. That, that fucking he's, asshole. He's the Gaston. Yeah. Right. Who beat up uh, Jason earlier at the birthday yeah. party. Yeah. Um, black guy who's actually a really good fighter. Frank. Frank. Who is the, yeah. yeah. Well, I would he's, say he's probably the, now having seen it, he's the second best fighter in the movie. Yes. He's but fun to watch. He is fun to watch. He's really fast. Well, because when fast. we're watching uh, Jason, like, do all the, like, as he's working out the whole way through the movie, because usually movies that are martial arts, athletic, you know, uh, in their nature, the actor that you hire is usually, like, an actual champion martial art martial artist. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so... The idea of the movie is that they have to, they start off at nothing and they have to work themselves into the peak physical condition, which is where the actor has been all along. He right. is actually a real martial artist. Mm-hmm. Um, I never felt that at one point in this entire movie that the guy playing Jason actually knew what the fuck he was doing because he plays like, I can't make this kick and I can't, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. You didn't even get that later on when like his Bruce Lee training was coming to a close and then he fought with his, he defended his dad and stuff. You didn't No, because they easily, the, the the guy who plays Frank, this Frank character and uh, Yvonne, <laughs> Krasinski, Ivan, are ten times better than him. True. You know what I mean? It's True. like it seems like you have yeah. to. He has to be at least as good as those guys. Yeah. And I never got the f- sense, even in the fight scene that comes up where they have in the ring, that uh, he was the better match. Just through editing, they're yeah. trying to make him like, well, he's going to win. But it's like, did you feel that? Like, I mean, I thought, I thought later on, like he was better, and you know, he was. But, oh, better than he had let on. Like he was, he was there. better. Like, oh, okay, yeah, this guy knows what he's doing. He may not be better than the other two, but yeah. I was like, oh yeah, well, this guy's at least an actual martial artist in some capacity. Yeah, because yeah. who would show up in this final match? Well, obviously Ivan. Jean Claude Van Damme returns <laughs> to the movie. I know you thought we were going to be talking about Jean Claude Van Damme a lot more than Bruce Lee, but it turns out you were incorrect because Jean Claude Van Damme has, I guess, like, does he have like? Four lines total in the film. If that, he doesn't really say much at all. He kind of just yells a lot during that last fight. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah, he shows up. They uh, he gets into the ring and easily kicks the ass of the other two guys. The other three guys, and so. Uh, but oh, that was it. Was Kelly's brother, uh-huh. right? Dojo owner is yeah. in there, and this is the big fight. And Van Dam's kicking the living shit out of him. Yeah. He's doing all those crazy roundhouse kicks with his foot. Yeah. Where he puts his foot up your nose kind of thing that Jean-Claude Van Damme does. Yeah. But then Kelly runs up there and Jean-Claude Van Damme like. Pushes Kelly. Did he push her? I thought he like had her in some kind of. Yeah, yeah he like grabbed her. Oh, I that's thought. right. Yeah. He like had her in like a 
Yeah. And this is the moment that Jason in the crowd. That's right. He's not one of the team members. No, because they don't like him. (laughs) Because we were sitting there going like, so how does he figure into the climax of this movie? I'm not entirely sure. He's just there as as a spectator. Yeah. Yeah. But seeing his girlfriend's Mm -hmm. honor affronted by the evil fucking red Russian. That's right. He's like, I got to get up there. And he fucking spin kicks his way. He does this the kind of way that he dismounts a car. You flip yourself over the top of the car. You get out of the the driver's side door and flip yourself over to the passenger side. Yeah, I do it all the time. I know, right? right. I'm going to start doing this. I think like tomorrow. That's how I'm just going to leave the door van? open. Yeah. I'm just going <laughs> to roll across the fucking hood because I think that's more dramatic than the way I do it now where you kind of get out and you close the door. You look at the ground and you hit the button to close it. I that's prefer the good. slide across the hood. Is I the like Duke's the slide. Yeah, I like, yeah, yeah. I like yeah. the slide I like better. the slide. But that might be a little less dramatic than fucking. It uh, looks cool the, if it looks you can cool. pull it off. Yeah. yeah. You got to get it. Well, speed, you have to though. have one hand up in the air, I think, when you do that. Yeah. For balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, that yeah. probably well, you do have to get like a, a bit of a running here. start on you do that have though. To get a start. Yeah, how do you do that when you? That's what I'm saying. Okay, no, well, you gotta like close the door to the car, back up, yeah, back run, up. run. <laughs> yeah, it's, I feel like the I feel like the fabrics that you're wearing have to be pretty like your, specific. Your too. car should be waxed. Yeah, recently. that too. you yeah. wax your car. Yeah, you wax your I car. I mean, anybody takes car. care of their car. I mean, yeah, there should be no problem at all. So, um, anyway, Jason gets in the ring. Right. With the Russian Titan. Mm-hmm. And then he calls him a Russian to his face, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is the like greatest. Like it's a slur, yeah. <laughs> the greatest affront to uh, Ivan. Ivan. Uh, so the question that you're probably asking yourself, listener, is how do we know from this movie that Jean-Claude Van Damme is going to be a goddamn movie star? His fight scene's pretty awesome. He does a really good job, I thought. His fights, I mean, his fights, his fighting skill is pretty great. Yeah, and he actually knocked out one of his opponents when filming this movie. Yeah, he did. Which yeah. one? Frank. Uh, Frank. Then the fight scene with Frank, when Frank gets knocked out at the end, he was actually knocked out. It's crazy that that footage like was still in the movie too. Yeah, that's crazy. A couple years later, there was a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, I suppose you put, you know, uh, mm-hmm. an untrained, an untested Jean-Claude Van Damme in the ring mm-hmm. with yeah. an actual fighter and they're fighting. Mm-hmm. He also does his sign- his would-be signature splits move on the ropes of the of the bo- of the ring. Which so that's what you're li- that, that's what you're waiting for. Yeah. Like a Jean-Claude I Van Damme, think, he's got to fucking do the I think that was the moment. That's yeah. when they were like, like Bloodsport. Yeah. There this he man is. A fucking contract. There's our Bloodsport. And then in Bloodsport, he's like, guys, I can do this on chairs. I can do it on like a mountainside. You guys remember that part trucks. he did on the mountainside? <laughs> fucking Bloodsport. Well, it is impressive <laughs> yeah. kind of watching trucks, yeah. uh, Van Damme in this scene because, I mean, obviously, you know who he became. Yeah. You know, uh, watching it is like, well, this guy actually does kind of outclass, you know, the yeah. other fighters mm-hmm. in this. Like, he's way, I just thought, like, he was way above their yes, skill level. He is. Yes. <laughs> like, wow, you, you are clearly punching above your weight class. Nobody's arguing movie. with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he doesn't win, Colin. Who, Van Damme? That's right. <laughs> I know, because he's the fucking villain of the movie. He gets his ass handed to him by Kurt McKinney. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The seven-time something champion of 
like Salsalita. I, who cares? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the champion of who cares? Yeah, without, and I want to say that, uh, I mean, it's basically a fair fight. At no point does uh, Kurt McKinney throw fucking sand or whatever chalk. Into oh, Sam yeah. Into Bolo true. Young's eyes. It's no. true. Yeah. 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 Uh, this movie could have used some Bolo Young. I would have been down for that. Hmm. Well, we had to wait. He might have been that. a better Bruce Lee. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yes. Honestly, if you told me Bolo Young was playing Bruce Lee, I would have been like, let's I'd, fucking yeah. watch that movie right now. I'd that sounds I'd awesome. <laughs> Colin disagrees. Yeah, I, I can't see. I watched that guy do Was anything. Bolo Young also a Bruce Lee uh, student? No idea. I don't know. Because he's also in Enter the Dragon. Is he? Which I assume that Bruce yeah. Lee just cast the movie with like his students. I, I guess I always assumed he was, but I have no idea. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like I was there was something else that happened here toward the end of the film, but mm. now I am forgetting the, what the Kenny Loggins was. sound like song plays <laughs> as they raise him up and as he's the as American he champion yeah. kicking the ass of the uh the Russian. The commie Russian, right? I still would like to think that because Jason wins the final match, that he now inherited all of the taken dojos from the New York mob. Yeah, he's winning Monopoly right yeah. now, right? Like yeah, he's yeah. owning all the properties. Yeah. Wasn't weren't those the stakes? Well, I know. I think their dojo was. Were the stakes ever yeah. explicitly stated? I don't know. <laughs> I thought the idea was that the New York guys were going to fight the Seattle guys. For and the, the the mob boss guy, or he's the, mob, the second in command dude, like comes in and says, like you know, <clears throat> we're gonna bring this guy in, and he wins. If he wins, it's East Coast, or sorry, uh, yeah, East Coast wins. And then if you win, like you know, Seattle wins or whatever. So yeah, isn't it the dojos? I don't know. Yeah, let's go with that. That's what I. Yeah, like, I yeah. Like Holly and I were joking, but I think we were right. We were saying yeah. they're joking that they were playing for pink slips for yeah. ownership papers, yeah. but I yeah. think they're right. So now I Jason, so. having won this fight, he is in the, the East syndicate. Coast dojos. And he, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he yeah. is the mafia kingpin. Yeah, <laughs> he's the mafia kingpin and a large business owner. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a win-win to me. Which I'm sure is the plot of No Retreat, No Surrender Two. Never. Do, do you be. think it, that one's called No Retreat, Never Surrender? Do you think it's or never? No, never I think retreat, it's No Retreat, surrender? No Surrender too. You gotta have to look this up. I think I it believe is. That, how many? Of Wait, these there's movies a, are there? there's a sequel to this movie. Oh, yes. you thought I was joking? Yeah, um, I didn't know. No, no, was no, no. This movie a, was a such a hit on home video. Was this financially successful as a movie? I think it was successful on VHS. A long enough timeline? Because, because, well, I mean, like, seriously, this is a kind of, well, you know, it's a kind of movie that if it didn't have Jean-Claude Van Damme's name on it. Oh, yeah. Like, you wouldn't, we would not be even be talking about it. No, we wouldn't even be watching it, yeah. But because he was on it, like, I mean, what'd you have? You had, like, Kickboxer and Bloodsport and maybe Lionheart and No Retreat, No Surrender. So everybody went back and looked at it. 1987, No Retreat, No Surrender 2. In this sequel, an American kickboxer must go to Cambodia to rescue his Vietnamese girlfriend from Russian and Vietnamese troops. What? So it's like Rambo and, and yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Maybe we should do that one. Summer of sequels. Yeah, I know. Sean, Sean said he's yeah. bringing summer of sequels. Sounds like a good one to me. So there was not a no retreat, no surrender three? Oh, but there is. <laughs> there is a three. Yeah. Wow. I'm I'm floored by this information. I had no idea. <laughs> Hold on. No retreat, no surrenders. Oh, wait. 
No Retreat, No Surrender 3, Blood Brothers. Oh, no. Two feuding brothers, one a policeman, the other a martial arts expert of different political views, joined forces to avenge the death of their father, a retired agent killed by the mafia. So it's a good cop, bad cop situation, it basically. Is. Does Kurt McKinney return for any of this? No. Is there a No Retreat, No Surrender 4? Is that as far as we go? I think that's as far as it goes. Okay. Yeah, well, that's good. That's know. as far as it goes. And no, Kurt McKinney is not back for for any of these. Son for, of a bitch. for the sequels, it's um. I'm not watching them then. Lauren Avedon, whoever. Oh him. Whoever. He Lauren. Is. Oh yes. Yeah. Whoever he is. Right. Yeah. Okay, right, then. Lauren. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, you know from yeah. the King of the Kickboxers. <laughs> <laughs> I like okay. that there's a whole like, subgenre. I like that title that like Holly that title. hasn't even dipped her toe into yet no. of martial arts films yeah, that were made you guys, directly. This is for, never going to end. Oh yeah. Oh, this is God. never going to end. Oh, Great. <laughs> All right, so we probably overstayed. You just determined our to sour us on this whole genre, huh? It started with Last Dragon. Remember? Yeah, I remember the Last Dragon and the Glow. That was pretty good. That's right. Great. Yeah, we didn't bring yeah. that one up, but. Yeah. That was my first one. I think there's probably more that we're forgetting in there. Probably. I've read a lot. The Um, Quest. The Quest, which is a JCVD did Bloodsport again, but in 1920s New York. Well, called I mean, the quest wouldn't you it's the exact same movie as bloodsport but, but <laughs> is it Lionheart the same okay yeah. so uh, oh no there's like, if yeah. we could spend his, all we could yeah. spend all day on jcvd but mm-hmm. i don't want to right because you got to move on to like don the dragon wilson I mean, obviously you know, okay uh <laughs> so tell you what listener the show is not over we've talked at length about this but you want to hear what we actually thought about the movie and whether we would recommend it to you, our final reviews. But before that, we're going to have to summon our mailman, Igor, and he's going to bring us the mail. Masters, masters, the mail. I've got the mail. So many letters. Our followers are rising, rising. Thank you, Igor. Thanks, Igor. No, I got, <laughs> I, was like, I got nothing. I got nothing. This movie kind of, kind of broke well, my brain you know, a little bit. I mean, he's in. He's got his gi on because Igor. Those are just his pajamas. <laughs> well, he's always in the mood for uh, kickboxing. <laughs> he's apparently. got a light bulb in his mouth. And somewhere upstairs, he Fester. just <laughs> yeah. he just leaves here every fucking week, like going up there and hitting the the. What oh, what, stick, in your garage? Uh, yeah. Oh, he's got a dojo in your garage. I yeah. had no idea. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. He, oh, wow. he lives in the basement, but he yeah. does get out a little bit. Oh, good. <laughs> he's got a little tunnel that goes up to the dojo oh, that he goes in. So. I'm glad he gets out. That's good. Well, about uh, oh, so first of all, we should tell people uh, we want you to join in the freak show family. We want you to tell us what you thought about tonight's episode or comment on next week's episode or any episode and you can get a hold of us on facebook facebook.com slash saturday night freak show uh on twitter at, at Sat Sat freak, freak show. show uh by email saturday night freak show at yahoo.com or on instagram at saturday night freak show <laughs> i was gonna see if we could get a chorus going on that one also uh mike camp writes in about no retreat no surrender and see and he says it's not bad for when it was made but it could be a lot worse i mean i think yeah. we've seen worse this yeah. is like middle of the pack for what we've seen, probably. All right. Well, I don't know. This this genre is so deep. Who knows? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, Michael Whitaker says, I just saw this movie for the first time last year, but it was the Riff Tracks version. Yeah, I think that's the version 
everyone has seen. I kind of want to watch that now. Okay. Like, <laughs> I, I do love some Mystery Science Theater 3000. This so movie yeah. is yeah. prime for yeah. jokes. Yeah. I mean, we and were we, basically We were doing it the yeah. whole time. Yeah. 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 yeah, We were losing it. This yeah. should be yeah. like a bonus Saturday Night Freak Show where you just hear us talking during the movie. God, yeah, we should have done we've, that. We've thought about doing that before. Yeah. Yeah. That might not be a bad idea. I know, but, but yeah. some of them you're actually wrapped with attention because it's good. Well, no, it'd have to be something specific. It'd have yeah. to be like something like this or like Miami Connection. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something that we talk through. Uh, Jason Hall says, from what I recall, it's basically a martial arts Rocky type deal that has a fun, corny ending. I really must revisit that movie. Yeah. 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 It's Rocky karate kid. Yeah. You're right. It's, it's it's everything you've seen before. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, Nick Siebel writes in, okay, now let's follow this logic. You ready for this? Here we go. Wow, I'm thinking Saturday Night Freak Show is hinting at a review of Jordan Peele's Us. First, y'all review The Burning. The following week, No Retreat, No Surrender. In an alternate universe, Jason Voorhees and the Friday the 13th series doesn't exist. It's 12 Cropsy movies. Cropsy takes Manhattan, etc. Laugh out loud. In that same universe, Daniel LaRusso, Mr. Miyagi, and Johnny Lawrence don't exist. It's Jason Stilwell, the ghost of Bruce Lee, and Jean-Claude Van Damme. Mind-blowing. I would love to visit that parallel universe where it's all Cropsy movies. I, I want to see what that's like, you know? Because there's no, there's no like, mask, you know? Yeah. You know, like, the Jason mask is so iconic that, like, even But he people... might have got that in a sequel. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm curious, like, but, like, I don't know. I'm Like, the Jason mask is so iconic in our culture that even people who don't watch horror movies know what it is. So I'm curious, yeah. like, what the Cropsy parallel universe is like. I want to go visit it. <laughs> How did that uh, tie back to the review of... Of us, I don't know. We're not, I, I, not going to review us. I can, we're following this. I can honestly say I did not follow that one bit. Okay, no, well, I, so. no, we're not. I, re- I I'm sorry, but we're not reviewing us. <laughs> I appreciate you. I appreciate you writing in, but I didn't follow that. One us bit. is not freak show material. No, we're so. not going to. We we did talk about us at length before we started recording. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we, did we did see it. <laughs> yep. We're just not going to tell you what we thought of it. Yeah, that's ah! right. That's right. If you want to know, you can message us. That's, that's right. right. We will talk to you about it. We will let you know. All right. So Dom Cree writes and he says, "All right." question time yes Tom. what happened to inspirational tracks like hold on to the vision by oh. kevin chaliphant that's the song <gasps> Dom, the best. oh he says um, thank you who would you guys consider to be the king of inspirational 80s 90s movie songs no guessing and you must justify your opinion p.s we got are we getting closer to best of the best right don't leave me hanging you guys kenny loggins we are, we are getting close to it, best of the best yeah <laughs> It's got to be Kenny Loggins, right? I really? like, yeah. I would, uh, yeah. Here's the thing. He said inspirational, though. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Kenny. I Lo- find over the top to be inspirational as I, a movie, and its music is fantastic. Was that Kenny Loggins? Yes. Was that Sammy Hagar or something? There was both. They were both over in that the top. One. Was a was I think that one was Sammy Hagar. Well, you got to go. There was a number of tracks in Over the Top. Yeah, but it's like I mean, are we talking uh, um, like Michael Sambello? Who did I mean, Maniac and what was the guy? Oh, uh, what? Like He's Robert- talking about inspirational songs. Yeah, but uh, uh um, shit. Like the Fucking song Rocky. that plays over a montage, or oh, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, the, the like, Angel um, of the City yeah. from Cobra. Yes, and, yeah. Uh, or like no, that guy or, um, did. Um, uh was it No Way Out? No, no yeah. Easy Way Out. Robert no Tepper. Way, yeah, Robert Tepper. He did, yeah. he did yes. Angel of the City. I Robert love Tepper. Robert Tepper. Angel of the City's a good one. Yeah, That's a good I'm, one. I, hands down, Robert Tepper. Yeah. Well, you done. also, I think Sam Bellow did, or am I wrong? Stan Bush, right? Mm-hmm. He also did the the Touch from Transformers. Yeah. But there was a group called Lion 
they did the Transformers theme song. Right. If you remember yeah. Transformers. Yeah, yeah. 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 And they did uh, in the Wraith a song called Never oh, Surrender. Oh my God, that's oh, right. Yeah. Yes. Which I thought, like, you know, yeah, watching yeah, this yeah. movie, all I can hear is never surrender. I mean, yeah, right? I need to watch I the Wraith that. again. But I think Stan Bush also did a song called Never Surrender. Not as good. Mm. And uh, yeah, because Mike Sambello yeah. was also like in uh, several movies, like Independence Day. I think he had a movie, mm. uh, song. And yeah. Man, I yeah. gotta say, though, there's a lot to choose from, honestly. You can't, for me, you can't top No Easy Way Out. Yeah. That's my favorite. There's no easy way out. There's no shortcut home. I love it. That's I love it. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Angel of the City's pretty good, too. Yeah. Carl Yeah. You know what I've always, great. you know what I like that sounds like those? Mm. Uh, Scarface. Uh, push it to the limit. Yeah. Push it to the limit. One. Yeah. That's a good yeah. one. That's a good one. Are you taking it to the limit? I think he takes it to the limit, then he pushes it to the limit. I'm not sure. In the same. In the it's lyrics. all there in the limit. Yeah. yeah. It's a story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those movies. There's, <laughs> there's pushing, there's pulling. I don't know. I hope that answered your question, Dom. About, that was a great question. question about, <laughs> about last week's episode, The Burning. Yo, Jimbo Ice says, uh, it's certainly pretty well known. And so soon after Slaughter High. <laughs> yeah. Regardless, the movie is pretty lousy on plot, characters, acting, etc. But that's not what we come to summer camp slashers for. And Tom Savini definitely goes hard during the raft massacre. Several severed thumbs up for that. Yeah, I agree. That that I, I like I said on that episode, I really wish this summer camp it doesn't even have to be horror, but just summer camp movies in general would come back, but especially summer camp horror movies. But I mean I feel like if summer if there were summer camp movies, it would be teen movies, and we wouldn't watch them now. Oh, Wet Hot, Wet Hot's doing really well. That had a really good re- revival, actually. That was like yeah, one of the but, first revivals that Netflix ever did. So. Yeah, but I mean, like by and large, I think most summer camp movies would be geared towards younger people. Yeah, but so are slasher movies. Yeah. Yeah. Just put Jason mm-hmm. in. That's mm-hmm. all you got to do. Yep. Solve the lawsuit. Bring Jason back. Yeah, but, that's yep. right. That's why we have yeah, Friday but, but she said she said um, not necessarily even horror movies. It's like if, yeah, if it, uh, if it but like what hot was like not gauged for teenagers. Yeah, that was for people like my age. Yeah, but there's a movie called like it's like Camp Nowhere or something. It has Camp Bill Nowhere. Paxton and Christopher like, Lloyd. Uh, is he in it? Yeah. All right, and, you're talking about two different movies. Okay. This is like a drama comedy thing from like the 90s, and it's set in a summer camp, like about the counselors, mm-hmm. and like they had been at summer camp. So there's a drama. Mm-hmm. Then you got the comedy, the wet mm-hmm. hot American summer stuff, and you got your slasher movies. Mm-hmm. So we need the sci fi summer movie. Sure, why not? Okay. But like I said in that episode, like high school is already a heightened reality. You take that to summer camp and condense it down to three months, it's an even more heightened reality. So you can get away with more drama that is more ridiculous and more condensed in a shorter time frame. Why not do it more often? Mm -hmm. The Eagle Scout movie. That's what we need. Uh, Ben Abbott, 1979, says, The Burning is a good choice. Probably one of the best slashers. It was banned as a video nasty in the UK when Thorn EMI released the uncut version on VHS by accident. The uncut version on VHS is now a collector's item. It was the first movie made by Miramax and some of Tom Savini's best special effects. I love you guys. Keep up the good work. Oh, thank Thanks. I am always nice. fascinated about the uh, censorship and uh, rating system in other countries. So keep telling us that information because I always find that really interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's fascinating that was that that cut was banned. Yeah, 
I, I mean, that well, movie the whole was movie, like, yeah. I mean, the, the video nasties banned like yeah. everything that we know didn't come out there until like they got it in the late eighties, right? Or later, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Robin. Oh, sorry about the previous week's film, The Descent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robin Lineman Silverberg writes in and says, "I remember for The Descent they had screenings in actual caves." Oh, that sounds awful. That sounds really <laughs> awful. I was just in a cave. I went to the, the cave in the mounds. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. It's, were uh, you thinking about that movie while you're? Yeah, in I was. Yeah. I was. I was like, because there's a lot of you know, like you can't go. Was it cold? You can see. Yeah, it was about fifty, and it was like because we had a lot of snow and the snow's melting, and so it was just dripping. Right, like you're getting rained on in the fucking place. Ew. Mm-hmm. Um, sea huds. Chuds. Chris Huddleston writes in. Welcome back, sir. He says, uh, I look at Neil Marshall's career a lot like Alex Proyas's. They each started off with two good to great movies, The Crow and Dark City for Proyas, Dog Soldiers and The Descent for Marshall, and haven't come close since. I kind of agree with that. Mm, yeah, that's a good assessment. Yeah. yeah. Especially since Marshall apparently is a TV guy mostly now. Hellboy, mm-hmm. man. He's coming back yeah. to theaters now. He's a studio guy. We we'll all said on that episode, uh, we're not excited for that. So. Yeah. Uh, so that brings us to the most exciting moment in Saturday Night Freak Show history. The throwdown about... Colin! Colin! What did you think of No Retreat, No Surrender? Um... Unlike Holly, a little bit of um, these martial arts movies go a long way with me because every single one of them falls into the exact same thing, which is we have to teach you the philosophy of martial arts for like a half hour through training montages, which are like watching the, you know, like Rocky doesn't do this, right? The boxing, American boxing movies don't have the philosophy of boxing. Right, well, maybe they do nah, because yeah. you got it, but it's motivational in a way that somehow connects with me better. You know, Burgess Meredith, like, you gotta go, Rocky. You know, all that stuff. Rocky talking to Creed and, so you, and he has that, the speeches eventually in every movie. He's yeah, got we that, all love Rocky, Colin. Yeah. Oh, because they're great. But, <laughs> but somehow, they're a vehicle for monologues. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. those ones work. Like, those yeah. work on me when I watch them. But somehow the martial arts uh, version of that doesn't, like, get me all riled up the same way. You know? Because I think the American boxing movie is more about, like, we're going to get out there and we're going to win. Right? Yeah. It, the, yeah. Where the uh, martial arts is like, you have to learn how to bend instead of break, you know, kind of thing. And like, blah, blah, blah. And you're going to be, and it's like, okay, uh huh. Okay. But you're going to go out there and kick somebody's ass, right? Okay. Yeah. I got it. And then they can do it in the end. Um, this movie's cheap as hell, right? It is a cheap movie. The only reason you're watching is because it has Jean Claude Van Damme's name on it. You're going to be disappointed because uh, he's barely in it. Uh, And clearly, you know, he went on to be something else after this. But the only reason we're going back to watch it is because his name is on the uh, the title. So it's relentlessly cheap made by filmmakers who, even though I am told that this guy made uh, a series, has a career in uh, in Asia. It's like this is uh, pretty rough for an American film. Is it uh, funny enough? So that's the thing. It's like it fails as a movie. Like, I wouldn't recommend that you watch it as like you go into it going like, oh, this is going to be an awesome Van Damme movie. Like, you're going to be disappointed. So would you watch it ironically uh, and have fun with it? If you like bad movies, uh, this is a pretty bad movie, but it's not like 
It's not Miami Connection bad. It's not mm-hmm. Samurai Cop bad. It's not like that awful. Although there are some line readings and the actors yeah. are like, I don't know if they come from stage or what. The fucking guy who plays uh, Jason's dad in the do- the yeah. in the dojo, he acts with his hands and he's always yeah. making every single thing. I mean, because, yeah, because he's hunched with the, over all the time, with too. the exception of like the side characters, like the the bullies and RJ and. Um, like all of the guys that fight in this movie, they're all martial artists. They're not actors. Yeah, but the you can tell that the other folks, like with the main speaking lines, mm-hmm. are actors because they are doing things that a non-actor comes into a movie and is given a bunch of lines and will just sit there and kind of like say them. And they're mm-hmm. trying to be naturalistic. And I think in a movie, naturalistic acting sometimes comes off as like, well, uninteresting mm-hmm. right? you're just saying these lines these guys are enunciating and moving their heads around and gesturing with their hands yeah, it's and it's, but they're <laughs> gesturing in this very broad way that like i always associate with a stage actor you know because yeah. you have to perform so the guy in the, the back row can see what you're doing yeah you know i see like what you're the, saying the kid rj comes over to the house uh, the abandoned house where Jason is practicing with the ghost of Bruce Lee. And he looks in the window and he sees objectively for him, uh, Jason is shadow boxing, mm-hmm. right? But also talking to himself. Right. And so we get the reaction shot on RJ and he like makes this really broad, like what the you know, mm-hmm. and then he does the the what do you call it? The loop inside this yeah, the like international the- sign of you're crazy. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, and it's like, wow, you're just, you're performing for the cheap seats, but the camera's like right up on yeah. you. And this is the sign, I think of a, an unskilled director. Oh yeah. Unable to tell his performers, you know, it's like, you know, the camera's like three feet away. Uh, you don't have to perform that big. We will just see a subtle change on your face, but whatever that makes the movie more entertaining, I suppose. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't recommend this movie. I didn't think it was funny enough. Did I have a good time watching it? It felt like it was three fucking hours long, it to be honest long. with you. What was the running time? Uh, like it has to be like 90 it's like minutes. It's 85 minutes, what? ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And it felt like it went on forever. Um, but again, my interest in these films is may have played into it. So I'm going to say pass. No retreat, no surrender. That is a no from me. Michaela, what'd you think? Uh, I mean, like I, I come to the show with like almost zero knowledge of any karate movies whatsoever. Um, I don't have a history of watching them or knowing anything about them. So my education is solely based on whatever Holly makes me watch. <laughs> um, and I, I'm starting to see there's only one story you can tell with oh, karate yeah. movies. And you um, see the, the Asian ones. It's the same thing. It's I mean, like, I've seen like Game story. of Death, and I've seen like you know, I've seen a lot of yeah, but like, those the are classic like ones. The you know? Shaolin, the guy from the Shaolin yeah. Temple, he's trying to get these disgraced. His dojo's been taken down, and he's got to like, right. fight for the it's right. The same thing. Yeah, there's yeah. one fucking story. Right. There's one story and it's it's it seems like it's a contest in how cheaply and low budget you can tell that same story it, it seems like a race to the bottom instead of a race to the top for whatever reason i had no idea that like when i saw the karate kid for the first time that that's like the peak of this genre like i had no idea that that's like as good as it's ever going to get probably right um this i will say this movie i do think the fights in this were choreographed better than blood sport 
which is weird because Bloodsport has better people in it. Colin, you're making a face. Oh, sorry. But do you not remember how much you hated the fighting in Bloodsport? Yeah, you did in, not like it because fu- you couldn't even see the hits connect in Bloodsport. Well, you can see the hits connect, but it's like all so choreographed that it, at no point did I think that it, that one of these fighters didn't know what was coming next. Well, but yeah, but like at least it they faked them connecting. Whereas in Bloodsport, they didn't even do that. You know, in Bloodsport, yeah. the editing was so poor that like you they were editing around them even coming close to hitting each other. You know, it was Bloodsport felt. <laughs> unnatural <laughs> um sound effects cells or kills your move uh i think the weirdness in this movie that lies in the nonsensical storytelling the gigantic plot holes the like don't worry about it it's not important is what makes it interesting uh i had a lot of fun watching this even though it is a technically terrible movie mm-hmm. um when it comes to these types of movies that Hallie has brought to the freak show. I didn't enjoy sidekicks. Um, this one I enjoyed a lot more. This one I might have enjoyed the most of the ones you brought so far. Mm-hmm. So for that, I'm going to recommend it. It is a technically <laughs> terrible movie, but it is a fun watch. Get together with friends. Fucking watch it. It's insane. It's not as bad as Miami Connection, which is too bad because it was so close to being as bad as Miami mm-hmm. Connection. There was close. even like the the ridiculously blue filter on scenes just like Miami connection sometimes it was getting there and someone reined it in at some point but I I think you gotta see it to believe it just because it's so weird Mm -hmm. and I mean you gotta watch it for like listener tell us how he knows Kelly and how they met because we can't figure it out is that in the US cut yeah Yeah, it might be it might be another scene like Mm -hmm. with the the missing cafeteria scene to explain his Scott's like anger towards RJ the whole time. Maybe it was the intent was there and they just never got to it, but they should have fucking got, to they it. reached for like the same carton of milk in the, fr- in the fridge and their hands touched and that's how they met or something. Right? Like that. Yeah. See, we see, we could fill in the gaps for this movie yeah. if we really wanted to we really could. Holly, what'd you think? Uh, so like you guys, we said earlier, like you guys, this was my first time watching this too. And when I, I saw the, mo- I saw the, the box cover, is what got my attention, obviously. And I read the premise, and then I watched the trailer, and I was like, the fucking ghost of Bruce Lee trains him? Like, I can't pass this up. You know, even I was like, I can't do another Van Damme movie. I can't do another martial arts movie. I've done so many. But then I saw the ghost of Bruce Lee trains him. I I, I couldn't pass it up. I really could I was going to pick Cyborg next week, but now we're kicking the can down the road. I mean, I regret nothing, you know? <laughs> I say worth it. I say totally worth it. This movie was bonkers. It was just totally ridiculous. The There's so many plot holes. The 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 content of this movie is just everywhere. It's it's ridiculous. There's so many there's so many like I it's funny that he gives her a rabbit cuz there's so many like rabbit trails in this movie. It's just the characters don't really connect. There's just all these side stories that they try to weave together at the end. And it, it's just so stupid. And the fucking, did you not hear me? The ghost of Bruce Lee trains him. This is the most ridiculous premise I've ever heard of in a martial arts. It is out of, it's just, it's so ridiculous, but it's so much fun. We had a lot of fun watching this. We were laughing hysterically. Like we made fun of it the whole time because it's so stupid. It's so incredibly stupid. And you know, I completely agree with you. Rocky movies, the Rocky movies are inspiring. You know, they're, you get into it. You, you, you feel it. I don't watch these movies for that kind of feeling. <laughs> no, I'm not going to be inspired by these movies. I'm going to rip them apart and laugh at them because they're ridiculous. You know, martial arts movies. 
from the 90s, you know, all the ones that I bring, they're all ridiculous movies. They're fun to watch. And, you know, I was I was hoping that that's how this one would be. And I think it, I think it was, um, you know, if, if martial arts movies from the 90s, the ridiculous ones that you can make fun of are not your thing, then no, you're not going to like this. But I think it's a fun watch. So I think, like Michaela said, you should get together with your friends, laugh at it, rip it apart, and have a good time with it. Because that's what it's for. It's not going to be serious. It's a horrible movie. It's absolutely horrible. But I think it's enjoyable nonetheless. So I recommend it's it. It's horrible, but you'll love it. I didn't love it. I loved making fun of it. I loved laughing at it. You know? It's ridiculous. I'll be thinking about that rabbit in that box that rabbit, for so dude. long. I, I did not think she was going to pull a rabbit out of that box. <laughs> I did not think that at all. Ridiculous. I love it. Well, all right. So that's no retreat, no surrender. Next week, we're going to be watching a movie that's chosen by... Sean. Sean. Sean, what are we watching next week? We're all looking at an empty chair right now. Empty chair. Yeah. Sorry, we had to turn the microphone You know on. what? Yeah. I think Sean said we're going to start the summer of sequels early. God oh, boy. It. Of course. We're watching... Uh, the Rage, Carry 2, I The believe. Rage, Carry 2. What? Oh, Sean. All right. So <laughs> get, uh, yeah, let us know what you think of The Rage, Carry 2. Tell us something about that movie. Let us know what you thought about this movie. Uh, repeat real quick um, on uh, Facebook. Facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show. Twitter. At Set Freak Show. Uh, on, uh, by email. Saturday Night Freak Show at Yahoo.com. Or Instagram at Saturday Night Freak Show. And oh. be sure to also give us a rating. And, and also, I forgot to say, us. shout out to Johnny New Jersey, who gave me a lot of oh, notes about shit. this movie. You know what? He may have made a comment. I have to say, yeah. He, he gave me a lot of notes about this movie. He's submitted several things to us, like Miami Connection, Samurai Cop. This kind of thing is his wheelhouse. Um, he gave me some really great tidbits about this movie. So All thank right. you, John. He did write in. He said that this movie is one of the most 80s things to have ever 80'd. It's hard to dress up as Michael Jackson or eat ice cream the same again. Very true. Very true. Although my hard to dress up like Michael Jackson probably stems from recently watching the documentary about him. Ooh. Yeah. Bad, bad too, thoughts. Too bad soon. thoughts. Yeah. All right, so that's uh, the Saturday Night Freak Show. Never to retreat, no surrender. We should probably leave you with an '80s uh, power ballad, but we're not or anthem, but we're not can going we, to. Can we buy the rights to No Easy Way Out? We can start singing it. <laughs> There's no easy way out. <laughs> There's no shortcut home. <laughs> this is the bullet to my Valentine version. All right, okay. Uh, see you later. The basement's going dark. <laughs>